Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lance Scurve. I said it before, I'll say it again. If you don't see us on social media anymore because of the things we talk about here, understand you can catch everything at LanceScurve.com. We're in a good flow today. I'm in a good mood today, but most days I'm in a good mood. Most of the time I'm in a good mood. Even when I feign anger to chase off the shapeshifters out here in the world, what do I mean by shapeshifters? Listen, it's bad enough out in the world as it is dealing with these shape-shifting, strange spirits. And when you look at it online, on social media, when you have to deal with it even more in a cloaked fashion, it can even be more deadly. And we don't even realize it. But it's the truth. You see? So, (laughs) those of us who lived to a certain point in this life, we got to understand that this thing called social media could be a blessing and it could also be a curse. Understand that. And just like anything else, We talk about simpler times back in the day, whatever back in the day is for you. And we had to be careful back then. I remember going with friends of mine, 14, 15 years old, down to Times Square, 42nd Street, the original Times Square. 42nd Street. And it was rough back then. You look at it now, it's so cleaned up. Before, you had prostitutes and pimps and straight pervs and weirdos and odd-looking people. But it was fascinating to when you're that age and you're like seeing these things. Like, wow, I'm seeing it. I'm out here where it's going down. And we weren't bad kids, but we were clean, but we wanted to see. And there's something about human nature and our curiosity for certain things. We always wanted to see what was forbidden. We always wanted to see what was taboo for us to explore. And that goes in any age, any race any time period, except that these days, even when you're home safe and your family is tucked away safe, they're not safe anymore. You can put the highest wall around your home. You can put as many bars on your window as you want. You can have all of the uh, weaponry, I'll say, as you wish. But there's something that can invade your home and invade the minds of those in your family while you're safely tucked to sleep. That's cyberspace. We talk about spiritual warfare. Well, now, all holds are not barred anymore. 
and let me just remove this computer from being so close so it doesn't make the noise that you hear it making. And just give me a second while I play a song. I'll just run the intro back because it won't take long at all. Be right back. away and feeling so good that your family's safe because there's so many things going on out in the world. It's been flipped. We have a false sense of security. And I speak from experiences that I've experienced myself. And I speak from experiences that I've observed in other people and other families. And I can go all over the place and I'm going to take my time. And there's no list here. As always, we're going to freestyle. But I've seen sexual predators. No, not that I saw them, because you know that's a backside whip if they come around me. But I've seen them move in on young girls through experiences, not of my own, but of other people. They get on their phone with them after being online with them. They lie about their age, although they still show that they're a little older. And they take time and work on their mind. Work on their mind because a younger mind of an adolescent underage female is ripe for the pickings. Not because they're out there hot to trot, but they can be easily manipulated by someone who knows life but has bad intentions. I've seen this. I have even taken part of stopping it. And it wasn't face to face. So you have to be shrewd how things go down in the streets of cyberspace. It's no joke. And it's not anything that I would consider to be something easy. Because it's very difficult in this digital age. Not only the physical dangers of social media. But the mental dangers. See, deception is a prevalent threat. And individuals can easily create fictitious profiles, leading to confusion and emotional distress for unsuspecting users. We have cyberbullying, of course. But these things have dark consequences. Online anonymity. It can have severe repercussions on their mental health, anxiety, depression, 
suicide in extreme cases. But social media is one of an addictive nature. You know, we have the constant bombardment of carefully curated content. And those can lead to feelings of inadequacy and bring on existing mental health issues even more. On a spiritual level, there are things that can happen and risks that may not be immediately apparent. You know, you can get false connections. Online cults can lure individuals into a distorted sense of spirituality, leading them away from the genuine thing and the fulfilling practices. The pressure to conform to online norms can erode one's authentic spiritual identity, replacing it with a superficial, performative version that aligns with popular trends. Digital worship. (laughs) Imagine that. Where the online realm substitutes for genuine spiritual experiences can further distance individuals from their true selves. The physical dangers of social media are equally alarming. Location exposure and the practice of sharing real-time whereabouts can expose individuals to the risks of physical stalking and harm and to go on to say even more, organ theft, kidnapping, sex trafficking. We don't realize how much we put ourselves at risk because of the fine print of social media. Those things that we don't realize that we're putting ourselves out with. Let me just tell you something. Just since I said that, I just thought about this. Let me just, it's not sidetracking, but I just want to make sure everybody knows this. Like when you go onto a, 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 a platform, social media, like Telegram, right? They have a location uh, aspect of it. People nearby. So when you hit this button, it tells you how close the closest person is. Their profile is there. And so on and so forth. If, If they're half a mile away, then it'll tell you a mile, two miles, three miles. So now you can get them on their profile. And if they have their so-called real government name, then you can take that name and go to Facebook. You can take that name and go to YouTube. You can take that name and go to Instagram. If they use their real name, you can find out all about them. With the location services, that lets you know they're close by. Well, on Telegram, you may not have photos of yourself at your house. But what if you did and you're standing in front of your garage and you have a nice Mercedes Benz in the driveway and this person is driving around the half a mile where you are to find you and can see your house. He thinks you're sexy. He thinks you're gorgeous. So now he's driving past your house while you're doing the lawn. He sees you in the supermarket. It's the rat. He's stalking you. All because you didn't understand that on Telegram, they have that people nearby feature. And you can turn it off. 
But usually, like with Facebook, they have something similar. But you have to know where to go to turn it off. This is to keep people mixing and mingling, but what these social media platforms don't understand, it's putting people in danger. And where once back in the day, where they used to say, oh, I don't want people to know my business. But you're taking half-naked pictures. Or you're taking pictures that reveal things about you. And this is both male and female. You know, but we don't understand how much we're putting ourselves in danger. We know this pretty much. Some of us don't care. But if you have children and you upload pictures of your children on these social media platforms that can easily locate you, the nearest pedophile, he's looking at them. He finds out where you live and takes his time to work his way into your life. Takes his time. Might park down the block when he knows that you usually go food shopping on Saturday with your kids. And follows you into Walmart or Target or wherever you shop. And he's the man behind you in the line, smiling. And you smile back. He hears the names of your children as you call them in public. But see, I'm not making this up to be gory. Because I can flow on making stories up. Tyler Perry, give me a call. I can help you out. <laughs> I'm just playing. But we're so vulnerable, especially if somebody wanted to be very aggressive to find out about us. You see? So the bottom line is that we must be diligent. But like I said earlier, when you think that your children and your family are home safe, that may not be the case. Maybe your husband has a little extracurricular activity going on and he breaks it off. And the young lady who he's involved with can't handle it because he knows that he has a loving wife, but he wants to play a little bit. And now she feels alone and on the outside. Maybe way in the back of her head, she felt that she can get in and get him because he made her feel so good. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. And she said, okay, he wants to leave me alone. I can handle it. But after a couple of days of this sinking in and her feeling used in her body, in her hospitality, she gets into a rage. Maybe in the past she had mental issues, but she couldn't control her emotions and her thoughts. And now this situation brought her into a chemical imbalance that was always there, but didn't have the traumatic situation to trigger it. Now she's triggered. She thinks about how all her life, all of her girlfriends got married and are happy, even some who may not be. But she now, getting a little older, still looking good, but she's tired of these men using her, and he's going to be the last one. So he goes out to take out the garbage. He didn't plan on doing that. He had a good meal, but he said, let me take the garbage out. And the pickup is the next day. But he doesn't realize that she's sitting out maybe two or three car lengths 
down from his house waiting for him to come out because she'd rather park up there knowing she's going to get revenge on him. And no matter how long it takes, he's going to get it. He doesn't realize that she's out there with a loaded pistol. When she sees him, she immediately gets out of the vehicle. Swift runs upon him and takes his life. Social media. Well, hey, he did it. Social media can't make you do something you don't want to do. What I'm saying is that it leaves us all vulnerable. And we have to be careful what we share because we're going to have to face the consequences. But those are obvious. The pedophiles, the jilted lovers with a married man. But what about the spiritual aspect of things? You see, we're looking around for something that you see on the right side of the banner, which is a comical-looking ghost, a person sitting there with sheets, but them hands and them feet show me that that may not be of this world. That's what we're looking for. Just the same way when I spoke on the alien takeover, they were looking up in the sky for the aliens to come down and get us, just like when Will Smith was starring in the movie Independence Day. But it's quite different. It's a spiritual attack in ways that we're not ready for. So when you're on social media and dealing with these strange spirits and these shape-shifting shysters that are out there, you just don't know when you put that nice picture of yourself and you tell the world that you're going to a function the next day, you don't know who's going to show up. But even when you don't have somebody show up, we have people that will fixate on you, people that are, are, are just shuffling through profile pages and, and looking at various things, and for some reason, some way, somehow, they fix on, fixate on you hard. I've seen this in people I know. They fixate on somebody that they don't know and pretty much can't have. And so we have many people out here who are imbalanced, not just emotionally and mentally, but they're imbalanced on a spiritual level. Don't think when someone says, yes, I'm very spiritual. It doesn't mean anything. Is your vibration low or is your vibration high? What is it? Is this drama ready to happen or not? You see, in this materialistic world that we're in, we've always had cars and nice homes. And, and it really wasn't the aim because we know we had to have a place to keep us protected from the elements. But it's different now. We always knew that we had to have a vehicle if we had to travel far, far places, go to a job and commute, and we're not going to walk there and take a bike. It may take too long. What if it poured down rain? But the whole atmosphere in the world has shifted even before social media came around like it is now. The music, the culture, which is not our culture anymore. It may have our face on it, but it's not our culture anymore. We become materialistic. We become hateful to people around us who may have a little peace of mind. We're turned inside out and upside down. In this world now, I don't recognize it. 
That's why it's easy for me to be reclusive unless you're a kindred spirit and can relate. But what we have out here, like morphed spiritual zombies, they know how to portray normalcy, but they're not normal. When I say normal, I'm not saying average. None of us are supposed to be average with the seeds of greatness inside of us. But normal meaning a range of what's accepted on a social expectation. You see somebody, you say good morning, they say good morning back. Nobody has to say it, but it adds to a pleasant atmosphere that we can relate as human beings. But with some of these entities who have hell inside of them, who know how to feign normalcy, who know how to put the smile on and act so wholesome, are they really? When they go home on that keyboard and they have hidden agendas and secret motivations, what are they all about? Now, when I say you, I don't mean you or anybody in the chat room. I'm kind of focusing on what I'm saying. So those who are in the chat room don't think I'm ignoring you. I'm just in my flow. But how do you know what you're getting? You have to be careful when you're on this thing. Because one wrong step is somebody imbalanced doing some identity deception, right? You know, get you addicted and the misinformation that's out there and the privacy invasion, the false connections, the people who are not authentic and this thing called negative energy transfer. That's a real thing. Negative energy transfer. Here you are going about your day and you find yourself more and more getting on social media and you do know that you're on it a little too much. But it fills a void. It's something about it that fills a void. And secretly, you find yourself on it at night, morning, noon, at night, every two minutes, and I really mean every two minutes, checking up on things, seeing if you got a response from something that you wrote. You're going through, and an old lover contacts you, and you would love to meet them. But how do you tell the person that you have at home that this is what you plan on doing? You don't know what's coming at you. But on that spiritual level, we have a lot of satanic, demonic people out here that don't wish you the best. They see you, and they want to destroy what it is that you have. It's not wholesome. These people are attracted to your light. And how dare you have light in this place that is so so dark. I was talking to a friend of mine. Let me just move my chair back a little bit. Because I want to get down. Here it is. In speaking to her, I'm trying to get her on the show. I'm not trying to rough her up and, you better come on the show. No, but I'm, she's going to come on eventually. And we were speaking about back in her days when she was basically a pole dancer, a male stripper, a male stripper, a female stripper. I let it out. I used to do that stuff too back in the day. <laughs> so I said male stripper. No, she's not a male stripper. She's very much female. And she was telling me how Many young ladies look at that as something very glamorous. 
because of the potential for money that you can make. But she was saying how she was so glad that even though she's doing that right now, and that's not really part of her DNA and pedigree, she's doing it for the money, and she knows that she's kind of bruising herself self up, not physically, but she's going into the lion's den. And what she means by that, she said it so well. She said, listen, Lance, these strip clubs, these nightclubs, it's a very dark place. Of course, it's dark. We understand that with the colored lights and loud music. But we're not speaking about that. It's a dark place spiritually. And she said, if you really want to get to know a particular man, not that she's going in there to do so, she's saying this as a figure of speech, that these men who can feign normalcy in the outside world, when they come to the strip joint and they get a few drinks in them, or maybe they want to pop a few pills to have some kind of effect on their psyche, the real them comes out. And you can see the resentment. You can see the depression. You can see these things about them. And it's very, very dark. And she said how when she comes out of the place, other times, even though she's upbeat, she feels a tug on her spirit because there's all kinds of unseen things moving about there. You see the bodies of the men, of the human beings, of the other strippers, of the bartender, of the security. You see all of that. But you really don't see what's really there. I'm not saying it looks like the thing to the right of the banner. These are the charges and energies in the human beings that you see, but there's more to them than meets the eye. And when you see how they go on and how they act, you wonder how they can even fool a woman by acting normal to get them to marry them. But it's too many strange spirits. Is social media really social? Do you know how vulnerable you really are? I think most of us don't realize it. There's so much of us out there that we can imagine. It's not about what you place into the box to say what your interests are, what your name is, where you live. But we have these cameras looking back at us on our computers, our tablets, our phones. We text somebody. It's recorded somewhere. We all should know that. If you speak some semblance of truth, it's shut down. But the decadence that they want to have go out into the world, into the psyches of our youth, it's allowed to roam freely. This thing is being used in a way so deadly. But those of us who use it for a good thing, we're doing business, we shoot an email, we talk to family on the phone through WhatsApp, Innocent, but we're still being watched. But on a more wicked level, you have these cults out here who target people. You have people who are just evil. Look, you know, down through the years, we hear these stories where 
It was a nice man living in the neighborhood. He was so generous to everybody. Sometimes if you felt ill, he would cut your lawns for you. He'd go shopping for you. He was nice to the kids. He would buy them all ice cream when the ice cream truck came around. They turned around and they found 30 bodies in his basement. I'm not saying it's actually 30. I'm just kind of making that up because we hear stories this way. So, my question is, well, this happened before social media, and it happens now. But these people can use the tools like this to lure you in and do you in. It makes it much easier. We have a thing now for years called the dark web. The dark web. I didn't know the Internet had lights and had places that were dark. Yes, they do. Let's imagine this, and this is my kind of explanation for it. They say that Earth is covered by three quarters or 75%, give or take a percentage point, of water. 75%? So only 25% is land? And we have all of this land? It's a whole lot more water on the surface than there is land. So imagine the Internet as we know it, where we go. It's on land. It's that 25%. But as you go out into the ocean, that, the 75%, is the dark web. And in the depths of the dark web, there is no regulation. There is no policing. It's the wild, wild west. If your information gets leaked on the dark web, your credit cards, your identity, your social security number, God knows what's going to happen with your stuff. It's a very dangerous place. And many people go there to do business because you can buy anything there. You can buy anything illegal and pretty much you won't get caught for the most part. It doesn't even make sense for the ruling entities that call themselves the law, which is just as crooked as anything else, to go in there. They would only tell you, be cautious if you do, but pretty much stay out of that place. It's the red light district of social media, of the Internet. But people being curious, they go. You can get ripped off. You may not get ripped off. Cryptocurrency is the preferred method of payment because it's a little bit detached from you. You're not giving a credit card number or a debit card number. But back again on a spiritual level, even if you're not a crazy person who's going to have a whole bunch of bodies in your basement, or some kind of pedophile or whatever, we have imbalanced people who lead normal lives. It may not be anything abnormal they're into, but they're not healed. We have a lot of people who are traumatized, and they're not healed, and they're looking for the answer outside of themselves. So they go online innocently, and they reach out to people over time, and they connect, which is no problem because this is how we do it in this day and age. But we're running around without wearing our spiritual condoms. Yeah, I said it. 
because that negative energy transfer, if you speak with somebody on a regular basis, and they, not because they're depressed, because it's not a crime to be depressed, you want to help a person who's depressed. But you have some people who are downright evil, and they're looking to manipulate you and worm their way into your life and deposit this negativity and suck you of your positive energy. Not because they want to be positive, but the positive energy is their food. Now, let me stand up a little bit. I hate sitting down too much. I remember when I was driving the bus and had to sit down for 11 hours out the day. So sometimes I go to somebody's house or go to a restaurant and I'm standing there. Well, you can sit down. I'm like, no, I'm going to stand up a little longer. Let me just adjust my seat or just take it out the way. Hold on. Hold tight, y'all. Uh, yes, here we go. People fixate, people, strangers. And just because you have something in common, maybe a hobby in common, or some interest or something you stand up for, some movement that you support, Oftentimes, the similarities end there. You have men and women. I won't put a sex on it because it's both. I won't pick on one. I got some hate mail from the 10 uh, traits of an insecure man from earlier today. And they're like, man, you got some insecure women out here. I said, but I wasn't talking about them. I was talking about the men. I'm going to say it again until you understand. I go in on a subject with surgical precision. I don't speak in generalities. That's too corny. We already know that. By the time we are 14, 15 years old, we know the deal about this life. And then we add on according to our experiences. But these people are like a succubus or an incubus. And we meet them and they evaluate us. They size us up. They see how they can use us. And we haven't even met face to face yet. They come into the union knowing what they are going to take from you with a smile on their face. And you accept them into your life easily. And you don't know them. They're not a proven product. But because you, and again, this is not personal. But because you have a void in your life and they've sized you up to find out what those voids are, they become what it is that you think you want. And you break the rules. We all break the rules a little bit sometimes. But it feels so good to have a person who appears to be the answer for all of your voids, or some of them, or to be that perfect mate. And we know nobody's perfect, but it feels good. And you talk, and you reveal things about yourself, but you don't realize that they're masking themselves. They're cloaking their real spirits, and they're coming after you and your resources. Now listen, I'm not telling everybody around here to be paranoid. But if you happen to be paranoid, I'm not going to be mad at you because paranoia in 2023 
will save you a whole lot. I'd rather you be that way than think or have a mentality that when you're online in this dark place, this shark-infested water, that you have the mentality of Alice in Wonderland. Because you know, even in real life, it's tough enough. That's what I started out saying. Even if there was no cyberspace, you don't know these days what's coming at you. You have friendships for many years and you find out what they're all about in your life and it hurts. You have acquaintances that could almost be friends, but it just never happens that way. And you find out what they've been saying about you behind your back. So it makes you a little standoffish as you should. We need to be able to vet those who come into our life because our lives are precious. And oftentimes it seems as though when our life is finally where we want it, here comes something to disrupt that flow. We've taken setbacks that have taken us back years. I mean, you break up with somebody. Well, what happens if you all live together? What happens if you all were married? You have financial assets together. And usually when there's a breakup of sorts, somebody's going to get the short end of the stick. It may take you years to recuperate from that. While having the pain of the breakup and having the pain of realizing you were deceived and used. Just take your time because social media has too many strange spirits. How do you know? You don't know. Again, this comes back to spending time with yourself, getting to know yourself, and enjoying the company of yourself by yourself. You're less susceptible to be duped by someone who makes you feel good, gives you a good compliment, which is nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't mean that everybody's out to get you. Please don't get me wrong. Please don't, you know, you start thinking, well, I'm going to listen to Lance. I'm going to listen to Scurve. He said, just shut it down. No, we're made to breathe, not just physically. We're made to breathe in our spirit. We're made to relate. We are social beings. But it's a shame that we have to be in social and emotional, mental and spiritual isolation a little bit more of a time to make sure that what we're around doesn't transfer something over onto us an STD, a spiritually transmitted demon. Look at the young lady on the banner. I don't know who she is. If she didn't have that expression on her face, you know, I mean, I'd say she's still an attractive woman. But sometimes, and it's not a knock on women because it could be a man, but I'm not going to say I'm dating a man. I'm just saying I'm a man, so I'll talk about a woman. It's both. And you've dealt with somebody for a while, and it's been a very pleasant experience. You may have seen them angry in a minor way if somebody flips on a bird or cuts them off in the highway, but you say this is normal. But that very first time that they unleash on you and go over and above what was acceptable in that situation, and you say, wait a second, you talking to me this way? I didn't do this to you. And you realize you got a problem. 
because a lot of us who have these disconnects and these rages inside of us, whatever it may be, we hide it well. And when the time comes, we just let it out because we feel we have this person already. I got them. They ain't going to leave me. But you see the eyes on that woman? The hate, the evil, not just anger, but things that she didn't deal with as just as well as it could be a man. Right? I'm not going to tell the story or do the show twice just to flip it over. Anything I say about a woman, it could be applicable to a man and vice versa. And you have little unique things that are just particular to a man or a woman. We're speaking kind of general right now. How many times have you, I'm not saying how many times, like you had 50 lovers, but those of us who've been through life, we deal with somebody and there's a certain range of emotions they go to. Then they go into overdrive. Then you realize that they're not with you because they want to be with you. They're with you because you're providing them with something. We're not talking necessarily money. Could be. But something of your spirit they're sucking from. And you notice that even though things appear to be pleasant for a while, you can't really tell how and why you feel so drained. This person's around you, and you actually have invited a damn demon in your life. I can say negative energy. I'm saying it this way. The very person that you're laying up with, the very person that you're swapping crotch sauce with, the very person who you feel can go on to something deeper. You met them on social media, and they're nice people on social media. A lot of people, it's the same way as it is in the outside world. It was like when I used to work in the jail or work in the prison, and people say, hey, man, I see these documentaries on TV. I see these documentaries, man. It's like somebody's getting stabbed up every other, every five minutes, and it's a fight. I said, brother, it's quite the opposite. It's routine. But I will say this. Most days go by without an incident, just routine stuff. The lawyer's here. He has to pull a certain inmate out and shack them down so he's safe, so he doesn't hurt the lawyer. The nurse comes to administer the meds. Child time comes, and it's time to feed them three times a day. If they have a medical issue and they fill out a form, the nurse calls them. You call a movement officer to transport them from the cell to the nurse's station. Routine stuff. You do your checks. You do this. You do that. But you have the same elements of what's in the outside world. So in the outside world, you have prostitution. Well, guess what? You got prostitution in there. It looks different. In the outside world, you have loan sharking. They have it in there, guaranteed, just about every facility. Right? I get more commissary products that I can purchase from the list of what they allow us extra on top of what they feed us. I basically have a store, and they call it that. And when you have a store, you have great power because there are people who may not have as much money 
in their commissary account. So you give it to them, what they want from the accumulated stuff that you have over and above. But they have to pay back with interest. And that interest can be money. That interest could be clothing that you may get from your family, but they didn't give you any money. Sorry to be so lewd, but that interest could also be a blowjob. And you're going to pay up either way. That's the reality. Yes, men in men's facilities do things like that, and they think it's okay. I've seen it time and time again. So the bottom line is, this is just as bad out here now. These spirits that are free float, floating through the, through the world, looking for a body to inhabit, looking for your positive energies to devour, are easily transporting themselves through social media. Your Wi-Fi signal helps to transfer these spirits even more swift. And you go on your smartphone, you go on your computer, and you talk to somebody. And like I said, we don't vet people anymore. Just because they have a good job, that doesn't mean they're not a mass murderer. Just because they go to church every week, and doesn't mean they don't have five lovers on the side. It's so easy to act holy. It's so easy to act upright. So many of us do it and don't even realize it. But we hide what's inside our heart from the outside world. And we deceive people. And we hurt people. And we rip people off of their resources because we don't realize social media has too many strange spirits. There are people out here who have multiple profiles. One showing one side of themselves, but they never show the real selves. It may not even be their picture. Then they have another one to sneak up and peep on this one. It's crazy. The deception and layers of deception that are out here, and we walk right on out into it and trust so easily. There's so many things that can happen. I knew a young lady who met someone off of social media, and he was close by in the neighborhood when she talked to him. And he worked close by, but he didn't have a place to live. He had a job. He lost his place, but he was homeless for a while, which is something that can happen to any of us, especially when you have to ask yourself, how many paychecks am I away from being on the curb? especially when you're living paycheck to paycheck. So we can't throw off on anybody who is homeless. So this young lady, who I know personally for a long time, she doesn't mind me sharing the story. I just can't put a name by it. Understood? Well, she actually lived in her mother's house. The mother was getting up in age and needed her around. So she took the basement. The basement in the mother's house was pretty much finished and a lot better than sleeping on the curb. So she spoke with this gentleman through social media, and he was the sweetest individual that you'd ever want to know. I mean, he was kind. He was considerate. He didn't ask her for anything. 
he felt that he was a man and he can handle whatever comes his way and he fell down this way, he's going to get back up again. And she saw that as being so admirable. So what did she do? After a couple of weeks of really talking to him, getting into his head, which was basically a projection, you know where we're going with this story. He was a fraud. Yes, he was. But after a while, she said, listen, they met already several times. She's like, listen, just come on and be with me. Just come on and we're into this thing already. We're starting this kind of feeling between each other. I don't want to know when I lay my head down that you're out in the street. And this is how good this guy was. He's like, listen, I'm a man. I just can't do this. He's like, why? I just feel funny like I'm taking advantage because men are not supposed to depend on a woman to pull themselves up. It builds character when you pull yourself up. And this is something that I have to go through myself. Man, he had her just like when you go fishing. And you throw out the reel and you have the hook and you have the bait on the end of the hook. And there's a fish that bites. And you start to reel it in, but you lean back and yank. So you can yank that hook deeper into the mouth of the fish so you can really them the way you want them. So he, he knew what he was doing. So he pulled back the hook deeper in her mouth when he said that. So she insisted. And I guess he said, yeah, I got you now. So she insisted and gave him 10 reasons why he needs to be there. She's going to get her heart broken if he's out there and something happens to him now because she's attached to him. And he sat there and bowed his head like, okay, okay. And in the back of his mind, he was like, yes. I'm going to get up inside that household, not just because he wanted to have a place to lay his head away from the elements, because when he finally arrived there, he was still working. So he'd bring the money. Keep a little bit in his pocket for chump change if he wanted to get something from the store, but he brought it all in because he had a goal. He had a facade to keep up. And y'all don't know where I'm going with this story, so hold tight and don't go anywhere. So she was gushing with happiness, so she thought, because she was so caught up in this man that she met on social media. Everything was going good, so she thought. He was a good man to her, a damn good lover, what she said. He brought the money home. He helped the mother out when she had to go out and work, and he was there. So he learned the medicine that she took and what time the mother took the medicine and, and helped her if his woman, I'm not going to say her name, Okay, I almost slipped and did it because I'm all relaxed right now, but I would never do that. When she had to go to work and he was home, he would take the mother to the doctor's appointment, take her to a restaurant. He wasn't driving, but he'd take her on public transportation and stay with her the whole day. Well, why not? It was her daughter 
that afforded him to come into the house. So he was going to be the best asset. He paid money toward the upkeep and maintenance as any man should. But he went over and above. And again, she told the whole world about this man. She had a daughter. And there was another daughter that she had with someone else, but he had custody of that daughter. So this man was even good with the kids. And she just couldn't believe it, how blessed she was. After all the other men that she dealt with, this one here, the one who didn't have a great-looking apartment, the one who didn't have a top-of-the-line sports car, as she had dealt with in the past, and realized those men that she dealt with in the past weren't really much at all when it came to the character and integrity in their hearts. But this man, who she took in, and the little money he made, he gave it to the house. He took care of the mother. He took care of her. He was even handy around the house and did certain things to help fix up so they can save money on the maintenance. He was the perfect man. And on Facebook, he took a picture because he loved the children so much. Oftentimes, there's the one daughter there that was young, maybe seven or eight years old. And there was another one, maybe nine or ten, that she had with the other man who he has custody. And it was a agreed upon thing because that other man that she had the child with was doing excellently on a financial level, never stopped the child, the daughter, from coming there. And it was something that we don't see too often in the black community where we don't have a rift or we're not using the child as a ping pong ball to battle against the parent, to spite the parent. Well, I'm not going to let you see them. You got to take me to court. Well, you better take me to court for child support because I ain't giving you no money. This worked out pretty fine. So that father was into his daughter's life, and he also, the other man, not her man, would take her daughter that she had with somebody else and treated them equally. So when they wanted to hang out by her place, he was there, right? And he, the outside man who had the prior daughter, got to know the guy who was homeless and ended up living there, and they got along so fine. He couldn't believe it. Total harmony with the ex and total harmony in the dealings on all levels with the present man. Isn't that something? So they took a picture. They all often took pictures and posted it up on Facebook where they went, where either one of the, you know, fathers, so to say, because he took the children as his own and they moved freely. And the children were having a wonderful time. The mother, it brought tears to her eyes that even though this young lady wasn't married to the formerly homeless man, but the joy that her daughter had because of his presence in her life. And I remember a photo. Actually, it was the last photo. I'm telling the story a certain way to keep you on edge. It was the last photo that the formerly homeless man who was this great man took 
with her two daughters. He was laying on his side, smiling, and the two daughters, their heads were close together to his, and they were smiling, and one of the daughters had a hand on his face. And that was a photo they took months before, but they didn't upload it to Facebook until that time. And why do I say it's the last photo? It's the last photo before he was locked up in prison, after it was found that he was violating both of the daughters in every orifice of their body. And I have to say it that way to show you how deception is. His intention when he was homeless and he played her and played her heart to get in the situation because really and truly he didn't want her. He didn't want to help the mother. He had his eyes on those kids. Social media has too many strange spirits. The mother almost had a nervous breakdown. That was an old picture from months before. But once he got the trust and all the things that he showed, see these entities, these spirits, these damn demons will work hard to get themselves in position on so many other levels now. But I'm telling this particular story because it's true. And after he put that picture up, that's when everything came out. And a few days later, he was locked up. And I remember that picture. It was so wholesome. But he got close to them enough. And the bad part about it is, of course, what he did to the children. But how they were open. And they were touching this man's face like they loved him. And the other one was smiling. Innocent, loving children, loving daughters. And you brought that damn demon into your house. And look what he did. He's lucky he got locked up. Because the father of the other daughter that was with the original woman here, he was ready to take his life. He was ready to take his life when everything came out. And it wasn't hearsay. I'm not going to get too deep into all of that, but you know exactly what it was. They did a rape kit, and it was his stuff, but... This upsets me because I'm close to the situation. Unbelievable. So you make sure you understand just like the web and the dark web, the earth and the ocean, which has many things under there that you'll never see. Take your time these days. Because things come at us fast, and it's easy to meet people online, and it's easy for them to construct a persona that fits you perfect. It's like a gadget that the locksmith has. You lost your key. It could be a house key. It could be a car key. But he has this gadget. 
that he pushes in the keyhole and it has these tiny little things that match up to the tumblers and becomes what it needs to be to open that lock. We got so many strange spirits and shape-shifting shysters who come in like that gadget that the locksmith brings to become what it is that you need and want and always desire. And once he figures out how to open up that lock of your heart, how to open up that lock of your mind and open up the trust, you are sitting duck. And once certain things happen, as in the story, you realize that things will never be the same. These people, I'm not saying they're good, like they're good. What I'm saying is that they're good at what they do. Evil deception. Things in their mind that you can even think of. You see, with us, I feel Many of us and too many of us, I'd say that we judge the state of the world by our own mind. And we got to stop that. Let me tell you something. Just because you wouldn't dare steal doesn't mean that somebody close to you or far away from you wouldn't steal. Just because you wouldn't gossip about somebody doesn't mean that the other person is not gossiping about somebody or gossiping about you to mar your reputation in the world because they're envious of you. Just because your best friend has an attractive husband and you know that, those thoughts don't go any further. But that doesn't mean that your best friend who sees your husband as attractive won't make herself available when you're not around. Stop judging the world by the state of your own mind. Understand that there's layers of deception out here that some people wait just two weeks, not just a few months, but they'll wait several years before showing what they're really all about. And what they're really all about oftentimes is not a good thing. So you have to put certain boundaries in place and take your time. Just because your credit is good right now doesn't mean your credit is going to be good a year from now. You might not pay your bills on time. You might borrow too much money and can't pay it back. I'm saying this to say that, not that it's a money thing, but someone who is in good standing with you may not be in good standing with your standards if you really knew where they stood at this particular point. Maybe before they passed the test, but now they can't. So what does that tell you? You can eyeball them and pretty much get it right once you know them real good. But anyone who has any sense does not mind being vetted over and over and over again to prove their worthiness in your life and in proximity to your family, your precious family. Here it is, this guy, up with the kids, in his face. But what killed me was 
the little girl's hand on his face. The very one who had in his mind, I'm going to violate you in the, in, the, in the most evil and despicable, demonic and deadly way. They were traumatized. They were traumatized. And, and who could think to do something like that? That's evil. That's demonic. We got to stop calling these people sick. Because anything that's sick, there's a cure for it. Well, maybe you can say that's sick. Because I know what the cure is for that. Death. But we can't call it sick. It's evil. It's calculating. It's deceptive. You know exactly what you're doing. And it's not about sex. It's evil. All the women out here looking to give some sex away, and they, they, they legit, but they say, hey, I need a friend in my life. You can find a woman. And you can be straight up with her and say, hey, listen, I'm by myself, and things are hard out here. I need somebody to hold on to, even if it's not about sex. Let's just spend time together. Maybe we're not having sex. We're on the couch and we're hugged up a little bit and we're enjoying some intimacy. It's not about that. And I'm just using that example to show you how far it can go because people can come around you to manipulate you for your money. People can come around you to manipulate you because you got a place to stay and they want to stay. And it wasn't just that with him. But for some people, they want to they find somebody. There's a bum out here I know. A straight bum. A notorious bum. Died in the wool certified, bona fide bum. Branded. Official. And the minute he comes around you, he's scheming to see. And he talks real good. He didn't get me. But he had me fooled. As things started to fall around him, and the situation wasn't what he said it was, he got me for a few bucks, really CDs, that's what we call it out here. He got me for a few, but, but too little to make a difference. And then I began to see what he was, you see, and this is why it's very important to spend time with yourself. To do your pre-flight before you go out into the world. To clear all your filters. Don't let people get you angry, upset, anxious, make you feel. You've got to be in balance and in peace with yourself. And this is something that I work on every single day. I'm not going to bed with any clogged filters because when I wake up, I want to be able to see what's around me. Well, we can see the bodies around us. That's easy. But I want to look through you and see your spirit. I can now begin on a higher level since I've been out in nature more, since I've been away from the crowds more, that I can see these entities. I had a situation the other day where there was an entity near me, watching me. I knew them and they knew me. In a situation, I'm not going to get into it, a situation that seemed to be wholesome was a setup to something really bad. You don't know how desperate people are. And people say, well, God will take care of me. 
Well, you got to take care of you so that you can receive those vibrations. If whether you call it God, the Most High, Yeshua, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, are you vibrating one hundred percent? Signs and symbols. It's not just symbols and signs on a sign or the things that happen in your daily life. There have been a few things that have happened to me timing-wise that were uncanny. And I told my close people, I said, it's good that I ran into these people that didn't even know each other, but they had their agendas. See, sometimes things will happen to you unrelated and if you focus on the one incident of what happened here and what happened there, you'll never get it. The analogy I always use. There's a picture on the wall in front of you. It's eight feet wide and four feet tall. A beautiful, detailed picture. Whatever you want it to be on the picture, but it's detailed. Let's just say it's a country scene, but it has different people there and different animals there. It's beautiful. Well, guess what? You're not really going to see the picture in its full majesty if your nose is touching the picture. You open your eyes, the picture's in your face so close, you can't see the beauty of it as if you took a few steps back to see the overall visual. Now you can drink in the beauty of the picture. So sometimes in our deepest meditations, we have to think to ourselves, this thing happened yesterday in the evening, and this other thing happened in the morning, and this other thing happened last week. How do they relate? They may seem unrelated. And maybe you don't get the full picture right away. But as you step back from these incidents or these meetings or these dealings or something that has a common thread from it, through it, rather, sorry, you'll understand that this was a sign given to you on a divine level. But if you're caught up in foolishness, if you're caught up in the regular gossip, if you're caught up on being mad at somebody, these are the things that clog your filters when something is glaring at you saying, hey, this is a red flag. Hey. This is something you need to look into. The bells are sounding, but the noise in your head is so strong and so loud, you don't see what's going on around you. How about the guy driving down the street in his car that works so well, and he's got the sound system pumping up? And you know when you have railroad tracks ahead of you, you have those lights on the, on the dividers, they come down, but if you're a little intoxicated and your eyelids are droopy and you're playing the music loud, you see the other lights in front of you, but you're out of it and you're speeding. You don't see those dividers coming down and the bright lights. Your response time is slow. And by the time you hit the track, it's the very time in front of that train runs over your car and crushes you to death. Well, it's the same thing in life. Sometimes, I'm not saying in the young lady's situation that I just explained, 
But sometimes your little boys and oftentimes little girls are being bothered in a way that's improper. And they're confused. They don't know how to say it. The way your new boyfriend who you had coming to live with you is treating them. And sometimes we catch a hint and we tend to want to ignore it. Or we can't see it at all because we're caught up in the facade of that new person who's giving you this fake pseudo energy but no nutritional value because there's nothing good in them. People say sugar is sugar. Yeah, to a point. You have orange juice. You have freshly squeezed orange juice. And you have a little glass bottle with a little lemon squeezed into it. And you dump white sugar in it. And you put enough of the white sugar to the equivalent of the sugar in the orange juice. Well, if it's freshly squeezed, the sugar in the orange juice is not going to damage you as much because you got pulp in there. That helps to slow down the digestion of the simple sugars that are there. In that case, yes, sugar is sugar. But the thing is what most people don't know is that when you dump white sugar in your system, it needs B vitamins to help digest it. So you dump that cheap sugar concoction in your system, you're actually leaching the B vitamins, which will help you to feel even lower after the sugar rush is over. This is why in nature, the fruits and the vegetables and the things that grow underground and up in the tree, they have everything you need to digest it properly. So any wholesome relationship, they're not going to come at you in a fraudulent way. Those who do, if your filters are not clogged, you will catch them. You'll have an intuition. Long before anything happens, you'll know. You cut it. You'll say, well, well, how'd you cut that guy out your life like that? Something wasn't right, and I wasn't trying to find out. This is how we have to be. We can't accept people that we meet on social media just on surface face value alone, unless They've been a proven product for a long time, and even still, as they get closer to you, and your spirit tells you who's who, when you're on point, that's the problem. Most of us are not on point, and being 92% is not being on point, because something could slip through that two, that 8%. You might not be 100, but if you're looking for stuff, and you are the police for your children. You're the police and the sentinels and the guardians. That is your natural right. Ain't no kitten or no cat, really, in the world had to go downtown to get certification to take care of their kittens. I don't care how of an imposing police officer you are. Well, you know, he's six foot seven, 350 pounds. He don't hardly have no fat. He's young. He's strong. He can run. He can lift. But you go mess with those kittens. And that mother, I don't care how much you got a gun. I don't care how much pepper spray you got. I don't care how much of a taser you have or a leather jacket on and gloves. That cat is going to find a way to rip your ass off. Rip it up. 
because that's a divine right. So we have divine rights that are over man's law. That's good to know man's law so you can navigate around it. But I don't have to think twice. If someone comes into my home to mess with my family in the middle of the night or even in the daytime, you cross that line. You're going to find out if there's a white Jesus or not. Huh? You're going to find out that very day. You have to carry that spirit in you that you're not going to take manipulation from these strange spirits that are too many on social media and in real life. They can Photoshop themselves. They can manipulate their images. They can put a false job history up. They can put it whatever they want. And we're so impressed with the surface. Let the surface reflect what's on the inside, not this fabricated thing. And when you do see the fabricated thing, because you're going to go on and meet some people sometime, I'm not saying you can't do that. But they say test the spirit. You test the person. You test everything they say. You just don't go and roll with it like that. No. Because that's a recipe for disaster. Listen, y'all. I miss the time zone over there on the East Coast. Let me just drop this mic a little bit and get back into my seat. People say, well, Scurv, you ain't talking about coming back. You know, that's about the only thing you miss. Well, because my people are there, and these are my people too. Yeah. But I miss that it's a five-hour difference. So if it's, what is it now, 1248? So what does that mean? It's, uh, what is it, 748 over there? Big difference. It's been quiet for a long time over here. And while I'm not deathly tired, I feel the sweetness of fatigue. I've always received fatigue in a sweet way. Like, yeah, it's like I get high when I'm fatigued. <laughs> and I'm high right now, but I had to do this show. I could have went on for two more hours, and there will be more shows like this, maybe under a different title. You put it out like that. So I'm going to wrap it down right here. But I just want to say how much I appreciate you being here, vibing with me, all of us together, getting along in the chat room. And the chat room I haven't even looked at yet. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was in my own world. But thank you for the support and the love and all of that good stuff. There are entities out there who will be antagonistic to your efforts. That's okay. That means you're doing the right thing. But we're going to talk about those things also. But I just want to say thank you all for being here and spending your precious time with me because I know there's a whole lot of other things that you can do and be doing right now. But I appreciate the time. You share and like and all that internet stuff. And remember, there is no topic that I will run away from. I'll face it square on, and pretty much I pretty much have had experience with it, and I will tell it the way I see it. Doesn't mean the way I see it is the right way. It might be a partial thing, and someone else can come on in and finish it off. So we'll be doing stuff like that. Anyway. I have a few things to do online before I turn in. 
And I want to leave it at this. But just be careful. Keep your filters clean. Indulge in your self-care. Vibrate at your highest. And when you do that, you'll severely reduce the effect of these entities who you don't know who try to come into your life and bring this disruption. Doesn't mean that they can't get past your defenses, but they won't get too far when you're on point. More so now today than any other time in history because we have so much that now they're out, they're running about. You can't see them, but when they manifest the evil that's inside of them, you'll definitely know them. And when you meditate, self-care, keep your filters clean, you'll spot them a mile away because your intuition will tell you this situation ain't right. And when it is, abandon ship. Don't hang around to find out the hard way. Get rid of it, leave it alone, move on, and protect yourself. Much love to you all. Lance Curve out. On to the next one. Leave your comments, and we're going to continue to vibe. Peace. Much love.